Okay, we are recording today, Sunday, May 12th, uh, 2023. And if it's Sunday, it means we're going to give you an update on the historic lawsuit, um, Targeted Justice v. Garland. We're going to bring you Anna Toledo, uh, our unbreakable attorney, uh, the warrior of all warriors. And um, um, hi, Anna. Hi, Len. Hi. Thank you for having me again. Excellent. And then we will have Karen Stewart, whose name you all heard. She is a retired NSA analyst and a whistleblower and a targeted individual and a plaintiff in this lawsuit. Hello, Karen. Hey, thank you, Len. Honored to be here. Uh, likewise. Uh, it's an honor to be with you on the same on the same channel. Okay, uh, a little fact um, for uh, it just a little factoid. Today is the it would have been the eighty eighty sixth birthday of George Carlin, whose work I admire and whose um, that little bit that the, he did seven dirty words is just it's so relevant today it it it's it's relevant today than ever when free speech is under attack so but this is this is the place where we have we do have free speech and we will speak to the government and we will have our day in court so last week uh there it was 19 weeks since uh, we filed the lawsuit in Texas. Now, later, uh, now today, it's 20 weeks. So it's a 20-week update. Last time, we reviewed the uh, defendant's um, opposition to our um, request for discovery. And it was, um, it was filed late. It was filed... Uh, like almost five five days later than um, than it was supposed to be, so it appears that the defendants, the government's attorney, is not only condescending toward our claims um, using condescending language toward targeted individuals and our lawful claims, but the attorney is also disrespectful toward the judge. So with all that said, Anna, please give us an update. What happened this week? Anna. Hi. Well, actually, nothing in terms of the case per se, nothing much has happened because the court hasn't uh, expressed itself. Uh, but we did uh, reply to that belated, belated motion that was filed in opposition to the limited discovery, because what we asked for is such a little thing that could be done in 10 minutes, you know, which is uh, sort of, you know, to the discovery on the TSDB status of a plaintiff, which is, you know, in 10 minutes. They, in fact, they already have this, you know. Um, so, and, and, it's, and it's crucial to this complaint because they're saying that um, plaintiffs don't have standing. Standing is when you can go to a court and knock on their door and say, here, I have this claim. So they're saying, well, they don't have standing, they don't have legal authority to be in a court, but precisely what gives standing to these plaintiffs is that they are 
non-terrorists illegally placed in a terrorist list. That's the gist of the standing. And they are denying plaintiffs the evidence of precisely that which they say they don't have. They're saying they don't have standing, but we're not going to let them see what gives them standing, which to me is just, you know, uh, it's 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 not appropriate. Anyway, so this week, this past week, I um, I filed a motion to oppose their opposition, like a serve reply. And basically uh, because they said, yes, we put people on the TSDB that are not terrorists. But we cannot tell, we cannot say what's the criteria used for that. So basically, they pub legally as an agency, they have to publish the criteria that they're supposed to use to put terrorists in there. But since putting non-terrorists in the terrorist database is an illegal use of that list, the criteria is not public. It's just to me, it's just so obvious. Uh, that's, so that's what we replied to. We said, you know, you cannot, there is an executive order that was put in place by Obama that says you cannot uh, put a shroud of confidentiality to cover up for agency uh, malfeasance or negligent acts or even criminal acts. And that's what um, I believe it's going on here. And we, we, I can say it because I put it, you know, very respectfully so to the court. I said, you cannot. It's contrary to law that that criteria is secret. I mean, this is 2023, supposedly the, the freest nation in the world, and they have secret criteria to put non-terrorists in a terrorist database. That's outrageous. Uh, that's one thing. And the other thing is that the cases they cite to say, no, 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 we, we cannot give them access is our cases First of all, it has been granted before in other cases, like El Haiti versus Cable. The attorney got to see in camera reviewed a TSDB. But the cases they cite are cases that have to do with people that have been denied, that, that are in the selectee list, which is Handling Code 2, that have been denied uh, either flight or have been exposed to hours of screening or their luggage or whatever, which is not the case with our plaintiffs. Our plaintiffs had no suspicion that they were on the terrorist uh, screening database, and, and Karen can talk more about that, um, because it's it's prohibited even for police when they interact with these people to even tell them it's prohibited. It's the FBI instructions say it's prohibited. You cannot tell them that they are on a terrorist database. The people that are in handling coach one, well, one gets arrested and two gets scrutinized in in the airports. That's how they find out. But three and four, since we are not, all of our plaintiffs are not terrorist threats as admitted by the FBI under oath. That's why they don't go, they, they don't undergo additional screening in airports. Okay. So um, there is no national security matter here involved other than, you know, secret criteria. It's to me, you know, it's, it's clearly illegal criteria. Um, I wanted to mention something that came up last week and I and I did a tweet about it and it is that it has become clearer as as we go on with the case it's become clearer that you know we all know that TIs are put in mental hospitals and are entrapped into crimes one one of the one of the letters we received here that broke my heart it was a man that had left his car on the side of a road broke down 
We all know that TIs get their cars break down all the time. And he had left it on the side of the road because I guess he didn't have the money for the tow truck or whatever. So he was putting, eventually he was put in jail just because he left the car on the side of the road. And that's, that's classic TI entrapment. And uh, I, I want them all out there that are facing any type of criminal um, investigation or, or accusation to demand to see their TSDB number because it is highly relevant for a full defense under the Constitution of the United States for, for being able to confront the evidence against them. And uh, this week I got this file, uh, like, you know, the, the criminal history of, of one TI that wrote to me. And, and he had, you know, petty misdemeanors and they were all state cases. However, crossed out from his rap sheet was FBI number. And I talked to him and I said, what do you have? An, do, did you ever have a federal case? It's like, no, FBI number is none other than TSC number, the terrorist training center. So that is an indication that, you know, it, it, it tends to, it, it tends to show that, you know, there are other things that could have gone into whatever case the person is being accused of. So I urge criminal defense attorneys to look into this, to look into our lawsuit and to demand as part of the criminal discovery under federal rule 16, uh, you know, each state has their own rules to demand to see if they are in the TSDB and to see their TSDB status. So that's basically, you know, we, we're waiting for court to, uh, you know, to, to have a, um, um, a decision on, on the various pending matters, because there's a lot of pending matters. There's a motion to dismiss, there's a motion for preliminary injunction, and then there's this one for the limited discovery. And, and I want to emphasize here that uh, regardless of, you know, the decision, I, I fathom that, uh, you know, if we don't prevail, well, we'll go to the Fifth Circuit, and if the government doesn't prevail, they'll go to the Fifth Circuit. So I, I want, I want the targeted community to stay as they have been showing an immense amount of solidarity and support and to not let, because the, the deep state and the government criminals are trying very hard to divide the community. And we saw it last week. There was an incident that happened with some, you know, of a very, a very dear person to the community. And we don't want this mind control to be going on. We want people to stick together because that is what the criminals want. They want to continue torturing us. How can they do it if they divide and conquer? So I, this is my plea to the targeted community. Construct, don't destruct. Let's stay together against the enemy. We all have a common enemy. Don't make enemies within our community. It's only going to perpetuate the slavery and the torture and that none of us, none of us want that. So I am, this is my heartfelt plea and excuse, excuse, I didn't say happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Um, I know many of us have, have lost our, our children to this horrendous program, but, uh, but there is hope. Because there is hope because when the mind control and all of this is turned off, 
we, we will get our backs back our lives and and even though maybe well we lost a lot of time but i think that the good thing and this is something i've shared with with len is that having the beautiful thing about about uh, having gone through this is that once it's over we're going to be able to appreciate freedom and life so much more that we took for granted before. Now we're going to every breath of air without harassment and without any bad things around us will be delightful, will be you know a breath of joy. So in that sense, um, I look forward to, to many Mother Day, uh, Mother's Days that will be much happier than any one I lived before. Maybe this won't, won't be, but, but in the future, I can see it happening. And I know it's going to happen for many of the TIs out there that don't have their children to spend uh, the day with. Then, Thank you so much, Anna. That was inspirational. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. But also, there were two messages that you stated clearly uh, in your monologue, Anna, be constructive, not divisive. And the second one, you this is an open invitation to any criminal attorney who is who has clients that are on this illegal watch list secretly, using secret criteria that are uh, suffering greatly, either with directed energy or uh, organized stalking, V2K, all of the above. Criminal attorneys, listen to us. We are fighting, and you and you are welcome to join us. You're welcome to, to come on the Sunday show and discuss the legalities of it. This is this is uh this is like favorite American pastime. It's Sunday, Sunday sports, but in this case, it's a legal case. We are on the good team, and and uh we will be analyzing the game every week with Anna and an additional guest. So that was great, Anna. I, I, I really, I really appreciate reading your uh, sure reply um, to the opposition. It, you know, when I, when I read your writing, sometimes it strikes me how inspirational it is. You gave me an idea. One day I will go through all your writing and put together a substack and call it Poetry of Anna Toledo, because <laughs> this is truly inspirational. When you talk about erecting the wall of, uh, of confidentiality, this is a visual. This is what the government is trying to do, to erect a wall of confidentiality. But the wall is nothing but the house of cards. It is... It is crumbling without in, in front of our very eyes. I mean, the um, one of the um, arguments you made that is that how confidential is this list really is if it's if it's shared with seventy four thousand various companies and law enforcement agencies. What do you think, Anna? Well. It 
that's exactly not only in law enforcement agencies, but like the people that go out and do the gang stalking. And because they're told we're terrorists, you know, they're told this person's a terrorist, go after him, be a vigilante, which is completely illegal. So uh, when you, when you, in that El Haiti case where we originally got the 18,000 number, but now we know it's over 74,000 because it's out there in the internet, uh, the, the distribution of the list. Uh, among all, with other lists too, you know, like uh, the child molesters, whatever. Um, when, when you multiply that of the people that have access to that list, it's in the millions of people. And, and that's why um, it seems sometimes that anywhere you go, there's a gang stalker because, because that is what happens. And that is government defamation because the people in Handling Coast 3 and 4 are innocent, non-investigative subjects. And when you are placed in a terrorist list forever, because first of all, there's no redress, there's no form, there's, there's no uh, procedure to remove. First of all, there's no procedure for you to even find out you're there, then to remove your name, okay? And so it's it's just so outrageously illegal because you're not a terrorist and you're in a terrorist list. And, and it's all government defamation because all these people are being told you are a criminal. A, a potential criminal, you know, no, nobody wants to be called a terrorist because that's, you know, it's, it's terrorism. It's, it's one of the most cowardly crimes there can be because you are harming innocent civilians for your cause, you know, have the guts to go and fight the person, you know, also like uh, I, I call them government terrorists, for example, the ones that do hacking to, to TIs. Why? Because in person, they wouldn't dare. I dare them come in front of me. I dare them come in front of, of Karen, you know, or you, because it's behind a screen, people can do a lot of harm, but front to front, they don't have the courage. They don't have the courage to face a, the TI. And so, you know, in, in here for me, a, the government defamation of spreading that list among so many millions of people because it's 74,000 entities. And, and bear in mind, it's tribal, state, and federal law enforcement plus corporations. Let me tell you this, one very dear person to us, this happened last week. She was in an Airbnb and they knocked on her door the day after she uh, checked in. And they said, you have to leave, you are a security risk. Only because she's very close to targeted justice. Okay. So clearly Airbnb is one of the entities that gets the, the TSDB. And they went out there because she's, you know, she's being an activist and she's been helping us in, in many, many things. They went there to humiliate her and they kicked her out of her Airbnb. Very bad for Airbnb to have done this, you know. She, because she's a security risk, she's a TI. So it, they are get, they are getting more aggressive. The the the, the government uh, criminals doing this are getting more aggressive, and and this is the time to you know hold your ground and say you're not going to intimidate me because what you're doing is illegal. Because you know now she has a million dollar lawsuit in her hands because of what they did to her. See, she's not a security she risk. She's a TI. So yeah. Mm -hmm. But if if her lawyer uh, would be willing to come on the show and discuss why this is happening to her, that that would be a great conversation to have. Uh, 
one last thing, Anna, and and then we'll uh, move to uh, our uh, uh, other guest. At the end of your reply, you ask the judge, please let's have an or oral argument. Enough back and forth. Um, what do you think? We, we, we have not heard from this judge yet. Uh, will do you think it happened? Will we have a chance to actually face our um, um, enemies and and have a conversation in front of the judge, Anna? Well, the local rules allow for asking for an oral argument. That's why I did that because uh, you know they they uh, they allow the parties to ask for it. That's number one. Number two um, is that. It's very uncharacteristic that at this stage of, of the case, which is initial pleadings, I know I've done an overkill because, so the court is supposed to assume they are correct, all the well-pleaded facts of the, of the 125 pages of a complaint, which as I have said before here, 80% are copy and paste from government reports, okay? Um, but I have done an, an overkill in terms of, um, proving almost at the level of some motion for summary judgment, which is way into a case because, because I have to make sure that, um, that the case is not dismissed. Uh, so, so we have gone beyond our burden of proof at this time. Uh, and, and, uh, and I know that it's a highly complicated case. So I want to give the court the benefit of, of us arguing and answering questions to the court that might, like you say, this back and forth, maybe there is something that the court might have a doubt on. And, um, and, and I think it would be very useful also to interrogate the man that, that uh, this, uh, this uh, self-serving statement, because you know, under no circumstances can an officer of the government say, we put, people in a terrorist list, but the criteria is secret. That's, it, it's unheard of. So um, so uh, I, I think it would be really helpful. And if that does happen, we're going to announce it. I urge people to subscribe to the Targeted Justice Substack newsletter because that's where we're gonna give an update. And, and, and I know many TIs are not in a financial situation to travel. But those that can do it, uh, we, we want to pack that courtroom and we want to show the judge that um, hundreds of people cannot be having the same conspiracy theories and fantastical allegations in their mind. It's, it's mathematically implausible for so many people to have made up these fantastical allegations. And that's what we really we're just subscribe to the Substack so you keep up to date with it. Absolutely, Anna. Thank you. I will. I will definitely post uh, links to Targeted Justice Substack and how you can donate to the cause and how you can donate to our to our fight. And now we would like to hear from Karen. Karen, you have been in the game, in the game, so called game, uh, for a long time. People know who you are. You formerly worked for uh, the NSA. You are plaintiff in this uh, case as well. What is your take on the current situation? 
Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Anna because this is uh, I've read through her work and it is absolutely brilliant. And I have been thinking for years with all the pro se uh, lawsuits, why in the world don't these people use Obama's executive order that says claiming something is secret um, or top secret or whatever? You can't do that if you're hiding something that is, like you said, unethical or criminal. And to try to do so after you have been asked for this information is also a second felony. So Anna hit it on the head by using this. I mean, everything that she has put out is brilliant. And the first time I read through her motion, um, the, the lawsuit, I actually had tears well up in my eyes because I was so very hopeful. I said, yes, this is it. This is the key to everything. So I'd like to thank her for everything that she's done and all the people who have supported her. And Len, you have been an absolutely, totally brilliant activist, and I thank God for you too. I am just very hopeful at this point. Um, yes, we do have more fighting and these worms will try to squirm out of it as much as they can, but I don't think they're gonna do it. I think the judge faces being known as an absolute total criminal if he does not treat this case right. So I think the repercussions on him, he better understand what they are, because I don't think his career will survive much longer if he does badly by this by this court case. I I but have to say are, it's a, it's a she, and and let me tell you what I've read. I've read a lot of her decisions, and she's a very fair woman, very intelligent, and very capable. I just hope that um, she is very courageous too. And I have no reason to believe she isn't because of what I've read from her. So um, I just think she's, you know, I, I don't know, but whatever uh, the, the decision, you know, I, people should not be disappointed because, because the constitution and truth is on our side. Karen. Yes, yes. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, people may or may not know um, that I sued NSA for illegally terminating me in 2010. And so we had what I thought was a decent judge at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And through time, because that lawsuit sat on the dockets for, from 2010 to 2018, um, in that time, NSA was pulling all kinds of shenanigans, legal shenanigans that never should have been tolerated. In fact, the um, the case should have been awarded us because of the illegal shenanigans, but he didn't have the courage to do that. Um, later, we asked for a couple subpoenas and he ignored us. When my lawyer told them that I was then getting hit by electronic um, weapons, he ignored that. She asked him for a subpoena to uh, show the identity of and a, and a photo of um, from the driver's license uh, division. Uh, of a man who had been breaking into my house and putting illegal bugs and doing other things. And he ignored that. So he, they got to him. And so he wasn't doing his job. And then in 2018, someone went to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and removed my entire case. They destroyed it. They made it disappear, which is a felony. And instead of reporting it and then letting my lawyer resend every bit of paper that was in there, he forbid her to, and he said, no, I'm dismissing the case. So they got to him. So I do worry, but I think we're in the, in the position now where the whole country knows something is terribly wrong 
And if she is pressured, I'm hoping she will resist it and know that uh, people will be backing her if, if um, she says they've threatened me. Because there's, there's information that says a lot of judges have been threatened, including some on the Supreme Court. So I think that's going to be coming out maybe this summer. Um, certain things that I've read, we'll call it the underground. You know, I mean, a lot of people blow off the Q stuff, but um, I'm going to call that the underground. And they're saying that there will be revelations of people being threatened to not do their jobs or else. And with that coming to light, I think more people will be able to say, yeah, I was one of those people. I wanted to do this, but I was, you know, threatened. So I think all of this will start to really come out this summer. And people have said that we'll have a wonderful celebratory fall. So I am full of hope, you know. Um, And I wanted to tell people one of the reasons that I decided to accept the invitation to be included in the lawsuit was that what is being done to you by the fusion centers was done to me, not only by fusion centers, but before that, it was being done to me by NSA. And it's almost, you know, textbook. So what I bring to the lawsuit is to say, this was done to me by a federal agency, and everything people are complaining about is exactly what was done to me, but it's by the Fusion Center showing it is a federal program. We are not making it up. You know, I didn't know about this when I worked for NSA, yet my complaints in my previous lawsuit were the same. Stalking harassment, defamation, uh, sabotage, home break-ins, illegal bugging, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it shows a pattern, pattern and practices. So I thought that was a key piece to throw into this first lawsuit for us. But I also have, if if they need to go into it, I've also had uh, the Florida Leon County Sheriff's Department tried to Baker Act me. And that was in the summer of 2016. And that, that basically wasted one day for me. I was very lucky. I got in there, told them my story. They investigated and said, get out of here. You don't belong here which pissed off the Leon County Sheriff's Department to no end. Um, They also later tried to imprison me, which I don't know if everybody knows, but they tried to imprison me by sending one of their perps to the house, to my parents' house. And I was packing to leave because I'd given up. I had been there 2015, 2016, trying to help my parents. My mother had a health issue. My dad has dementia. So I was trying to help them. And they were being attacked like I was. I tried um, in vain to get local authorities to help me and um, said, well, I got to leave. You know, I mean, they're at the point where they can at least get along. So I have to leave for their sake. And when they saw I was getting along, they sent one of their perps to ring the doorbell, hide, and then jump me and try to beat me. You know, I don't know if he was going to try to kill me, but he was definitely, you know, a large man, younger man. I was 60 at the time. He was in his 30s. He was a career criminal and a substance abuser, um, and he basically tried to um, hurt me, and I beat him back and sent him home crying, and uh, they tried to arrest me, and, and the uh, assistant DA said, we're going to put her in prison for 15 years. That was for defending myself on my parents' property after being jumped by a man who came there to harm me, who was hiding in the bushes. So they tried to make that into a crime they wanted to put me in prison for, which when you're 16, you go to prison for 15 years. 
that's pretty much a life sentence. So I, you know, I'm there with so many of the people. They've tried to Baker Act me. They tried to send me to prison falsely after 28 years of serving my country and having the Pentagon say that my report saved thousands of lives. Um, and so I'm a terrorist. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, the guy who's driving the bus, the guy who's a uh, college professor and all these people just trying to have their lives. They're not terrorists. They're absolutely not terrorists. And they, you know, the government has been bit by bit trampling the Constitution, and we're only in a post-constitutional era if we allow it. So I'm very much in favor of packing that courtroom, sending letters. Um, I jumped on the fact that the Congress has created a um, weaponization of government committee, and I sent them, first of all, I sent everybody in, on that uh, in that committee, I sent them two things. Let me see if I can find the, the names of them. I sent them um, how the FBI sets up their targets, meaning us. And then I sent them another essay, FBI tip of the iceberg. And I introduced that by saying, you think you know what the FBI is doing as far as criminality, but let me enlighten you. It goes much broader and much deeper. So every single committee member got a copy of those two things. And then I have called twice to tell them, and I'm asking people, I sent out their phone numbers, and I'm asking people also to call as just as Targeted Justice is asking. Call them and say, we need a task force for the victims of the FBI fusion centers. All of this other stuff that you're investigating is horrific, and it needs to be investigated, but we need a separate task force. So I will keep calling them and reminding them, and if they hear from more of you, then maybe we'll get that. And that's yet another step that we need to take. In fact, there is another woman named Lauren who suggested that we get representatives from each of the calls to form a little group, a committee, and make our own task force and designate maybe about five people to be constantly in touch with this committee and, again, to ask them for their own task force so that we can communicate task force, to task force to task force, and they won't get off um, center. They won't get, um, you know, basically uh, occupied with all this other stuff that the, that the FBI certainly is guilty of. They need to concentrate on us alone in one section. You know, they need to do all the rest, but we need our own people to talk to. So I thought that was a brilliant idea, and I'm um, hoping to hear more from her about that and maybe talk to some of these talk show posts about uh, discussing it with their followers. But um, I think that's maybe all I have to say for the moment. But um, I thank Anna. I thank Len. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job. And I am just more encouraged than I can even tell you. Thank you so much. Done. Thank you, Karen. And uh, along those lines, uh, one, of, one of the initiatives we should try to get is for non-TIs to demand from Congress to stop the funding of this atrocious program because clearly it's funded with taxpayers' money. The torture, stalking, and um, electronic weapon attacks on innocent civilians is funded by the United States Congress, and that has got to stop because it's illegal. I totally agree. I have asked them. I said one of the things I said was, um, basically freeze the fusion centers, do away with them, audit them. 
So that needs to be mentioned as well as the task force. You are entirely right. And the people that have contracts with, because now what they're doing is they're giving grants to these vigilante groups and they have to ensure, because here's the thing, private companies violating civil rights in agreement, in, uh, you know, in collaboration with the government uh, entities, uh, they are equally liable. Okay. And so they have to make sure that these people, these vigilante groups going out there stalking people that they actually respect people's civil rights, which they're not doing. Uh, it, it's it's outrageous, you know. The the and one now one of the things that I'm going to be uh, writing about, which you know you know, uh, is the electronic hacking that is constant. It's ongoing. The attorney time uh, violation, uh, privilege violations by rogue hackers that think they own my computer and my my clients computers and my uh, communications and this has got to stop uh it's it's you know the, this has got to be defunded these entities that don't have an oath to the you know united states they have to be defunded and eliminated the fusion centers don't have a statutory authority they were created out of thin air in Maine, they are um, challenging it and trying to uh, shut it down, at least. In Oregon, they're fighting it uh, through a lawsuit, a state lawsuit. And, and I just hope that that continues like wildfire to happen in, in uh, law-abiding and, and constitutional-loving uh, states. Well, such- anybody who wants to help, I'm sorry. Um, anybody who wants to help, I would say also contact your state legislature and tell them about this and say they need to give police uh, laws to follow because, you know, the police aren't going to do anything on their own. They are already compromised. And if you don't force them to do their jobs, they won't. So the legislatures need to know that the laws concerning fusion centers are wholly and totally inadequate and states do partially fund them. So they need to get on the ball and look at what they're doing and decide, do you want that in your state? And there are plenty of federal laws that they can pretty much copy and make into state laws so that um, we can demand that the police do their jobs. Uh, these these places are corrupt. I mean, I tried to FOIA, um, I think it was the Florida and the Maryland uh, fusion centers, and they responded, we're privately owned. We don't have to respond to FOIAs. And that's on purpose. Yes. John. Uh, I agree. This is such a big problem. And in this lawsuit, uh, we are not even really touching this this uh, subject uh, in its entirety. We are at the stage, as I understand, where when we just arguing with the FBI, show us the list. Uh, don't make excuses that you have some kind of secret criteria who invents this secret criteria the <laughs> this this declaration by this gentleman from the fbi says that they using criteria that cannot they cannot share and they're not public where in the law it says that you the federal bureau can invent criteria to put people on the secret list this is mind-boggling this is absolutely illegal unconstitutional and Mm -hmm. criminal and uh we will fight it 
we have a clear statement from the gentleman and we have a, a, a attorney using that uh, uh, declaration to support these uh, uh, nonsensical arguments. Anna? Yes, well, I, I, I just, you know, I just believe that agencies, you know, it's it's the law, agencies, uh, the, the scheme of administrative agencies is that they are legal because they carry out uh, their, their regulatory uh, aspect is legal as long as it complies with due process, which is, you know, notice and comment, and you have the federal register where you have the regulations there. And, the, and so <clears throat> that's, that's how... Uh, agencies got through the the you know got the stamp of yeah we can we can do regulations which are the equivalent of laws because we are subject to scrutiny and to a due process that allows people to comment and whatever and and uh, what what uh, this statement says is completely opposite to that which is it's a secret criteria uh, we don't have to say it we don't have to tell anybody how we put non-terrorists in that terrorist list, which is in and of itself illegal because HA, the Homeland Security Presidents Directive Number Six only contemplated that it was for terrorists. So <clears throat> I, I think it's uh, in violation of uh, the Administrative Procedures Act, and uh, and I hope the court will see it that way too. As as I say, you know, we didn't, we haven't gone to the fusion center aspect of it because that's after we do discovery uh karen uh, we, you know when when we do discovery because one one of the things that the government says is that about the fantastical allegations is that uh we're imagining that you know the the plaintiffs imagine that people are are stalking them or going into their houses whatever but that is information that we will get to prove down the case and carry out discovery so, uh, you know, at this stage, the court has to deem correct all and true all the well-pleaded facts of the complaint. Um, we, I, I want to make um, a, an observation regarding what, you know, Len just said, and it's this. Targeted individuals have a plethora of experiences. It's, it's just such a huge spectrum of things. But in this case, what we want it's it, like I've said, it's going to be many cases afterwards, but this one is to set the stage. There, there is a, an illegal list that uh, has to be eliminated because it's unconstitutional. From there, many other things will follow. Um, and we didn't want to overwhelm the court. We just put, you know, the prima facie, the basic uh, elements of this of this program because it's, it's unnecessary to overwhelm the court at this stage with everything that can go on on the targeted individual slide, you know? So, so that's to many people that ask, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you allege that? Why you? No, it, this is a constant, it's a constitutional matter. And then we're going to connect the dots later. But in the beginning, we just need this threshold issue to be resolved. That's what I say is so brilliant about your work. I totally agree. Now, when we get to that point, um, I'll point out that I have eyewitness proof that two of the people at the fusion center near me were in my neighborhood for the several months that my attacks were being conducted, and they were living for a while at the various homes from which the attacks were coming. So well, I don't I, know that 
there are many people that have that kind of evidence, but that's to present later. What, what, I, what I want to do also is we want to do discovery, you know, and that's why I tell people journal because I, I cannot disclose a strategy, but the important thing to journal is a, like, for example, you know, in a, just now I, in Proton, I get this heat capture or recapture, whatever. Proton wasn't doing that. I know it's, it's a criminal's hackers doing that. And uh, so you, you have to do screenshots. You have to do um, date and time and what happened because, because these things, you know, in the internet, nothing is erased. These things can eventually be traced. And that's why I want even, you know, the plaintiffs, but also non-plaintiffs to, to do their journaling because um, although you don't think it, we will, you know, you can get to do carry out discovery eventually uh, on on who was hacking you, who what the invasion of privacy, the illegal search and seizure, um, and and, uh, and a lot of other things that even if it's like the attacks to your heart, write them down. I can't say now why, but just write the intensity, the time, the duration, journal, journal everything because that is the best evidence you have. Um, memory, you know, you just forget things. Yes, Len, are you there? Karen, did we lose Len? Oh my gosh. I'm not hearing him. I'm not hearing, <laughs> I'm not hearing him, but uh, we're still uh, on I'm, this. I'm sorry. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> we thought we'd lost you, Len. No, I I muted myself because there were some 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 background noises. But no, please, Karen, okay. uh, please please comment. Oh, I I think the journaling idea is brilliant. I I really do. Um, I'm going to have to pick up on it because what I did was I, I I did different investigations and testimonials. You know, wrote them as essays as to certain aspects of it, like the fusion centers. I did a testimonial, read it on Frank's. A radio program, I think February 2018, of my investigation and how I came to the conclusions that yes, that the fusion centers were the epicenter of our harassment. And luckily, I got names of <clears throat> excuse me of two fusion center operatives who actually were in my neighborhood. I saw them, and then when I went to the fusion center and asked to speak to somebody in the um, um, domestic terrorism unit. Two of the three people who trotted out were living in my neighborhood at various homes that I perceived attacks coming from. So I was just astonished to have such evidence. But I mean, I know that not all the attacks are from neighbors. I know that. They basically use cell towers. They use satellites. And in my case, there was a reason I knew that satellites were not possible. It's because that neighborhood was under a huge tree canopy of live oaks and other trees in North Florida. And at the, coincidentally, my parents with whom I was staying had a copper roof. And so there was no signal from any type of satellite that could find us, much less get through. And so I knew it had to be a nearby cell tower and the people using weapons, they were either standalone weapons or they were emitters um, from uh, which they were, they were diverting cell tower um, 
uh, energy. Yeah. So uh, you know, there was there was a lot to to investigate, and I think that what I put in my essay is entirely correct. And we'll see. Well, there, there's a lot to be, look, there's so much to be investigated because this this is all covered in a shroud of secrecy. Um, and and the, the like, sometimes, you know, it's like, you're like, how do they do it? You know, how do it, how is it that I got to a, to a store and they already, you know, you know, did this or that, you know, it's like, how, how, how is it? And, and I, uh, and I am looking forward to doing the discovery because, you know, of, of uh, places that people have restaurants that they have been to. One of my TIs was poisoned in a restaurant and she, you know, one of the plaintiffs and, and uh, she knows the date and the time and, and, and just to, to investigate how, how do they convince um, private companies to just do this, you know? So, so I look forward to that, but again, that's just so down the line because right now what we are focused right. and concentrated on is stopping the names. And even if they copy um, the list and, and just, a, you know, turn it around and have a secret list somewhere else, well, we we're asking the court for court monitor to monitor uh, that this, these things stop to be paid for by defendants because um, it's uh, the cruelty is outrageous, the illegality of it is outrageous, and so um, you know. But but it, it, that is going to take a long time. Uh, it's it's going to take a long time. But everything leaves a trail. Everything leaves a paper trail or an electronic trail. So uh, that's why that journaling is so important because if we have the information close to each event or to important events, we'll be able to discover it easier. Right. That is the, that is and an the similarity. Sorry. Sorry, Karen. You, you were saying no, something. I, and, then, and the similarities between people's journaling. Like I said, I haven't really done that, so I'm going to have to have to do that. I just took a lot of information on in one area and put it together as an essay and then took another, you know, another investigation and put it as another essay. So I will have to do the day-to-day -day journaling. I'll have to try to start that. Um, I think it's a wonderful idea. I mean, you, you've got people writing something daily. They're not conferring with each other and putting what everybody else put. So that is absolutely totally impossible. And I have pointed out that there's no way that, you know, a fisherman in Maine, a cowboy in Wyoming, um, you know, a movie producer in California, or, you know, you take all these people, all different, you know, both both uh, genders, all ages, all educational levels, all types of careers. You don't have people in the thousands having the exact same delusion. I mean, when we did try to write to the State Department and say, hey, more than diplomats have been harmed by these weapons, they started listening to us. And then the FBI jumped in and told them, no, 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 this is our purview. You are to stop sending out questionnaires, which we got a lot of questionnaires and send them back in. We are, you are to stop sending them out. We will handle it. And by the way, they're not allowed to write to us. We just are going to talk to them by the by phone, which of course they cannot record and, and deny that you ever called. Um, and by the way, State Department, all these people are delusional. So just, you know, just back off. So well, that was very upsetting. Yeah. Well, Karen, um, you know, Richard, that it, what you just said is, is like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that that's impossible, right? 
to tell anybody. It's impossible <laughs> that thousands of people have the same story. But Richard Lighthouse, who is a rocket scientist, <laughs> you know, and for those of you that don't know it, he is a rocket scientist, or a, and he did build little rockets. Well, he says that is the bottom line. It's mathematically impossible that all these people have the same stories. And what do you know? They are under TSDB. That coincidence, it's mathematically implausible. Not just mm -hmm. thousands of people making up the same story because you know there's a manual. You know there's a manual and they follow it to the T. Uh, we you know with slight variations, but uh, uh, like, um, you know, so the, the fact that so many people have the same stories, like you say, it's mathematically implausible. And then that, look at the fact that it's worldwide, you know, <laughs> but I mean, yes. I know that doesn't have anything to do with this lawsuit, but worldwide, really, you know, uh, a pygmy in Africa has the same story as an Eskimo in Alaska. I don't think so. Uh, and also uh, you, you say, yeah, it's true. We're alleging American rights under American constitution, but we also invoked the treaty against torture in the lawsuit and the Geneva Convention. And uh, and I and I think that uh, the the it's really important for those claims to be adjudicated because it it uh, reverberates in the rest of the world. It's about human rights. It's about you know very dark entities without our government uh, doing horrible things to us and to everyone out there, you know, to people in the United States and to people outside. And that's just huh. undemocratic and it's untenable. Mm -hmm. yep. I, I totally agree. I felt deeply ashamed to know that the United States really is behind everything. All of this, all over the world, we're behind it. And I am outraged. That is not me. That is not my country. And I resent them doing evil in my name. Um, and I'm glad you put the treaties in because we can't, uh, there's no way we can forget the other people in the rest of the world. There's no way we can forget the people who are already in asylums. There's no way we can forget the people who are already in prisons, having been set up like they absolutely desperately try to do to me. I know how they do it. And I know that there are people who have not been as blessed and lucky and walked away from it. I mean, yes. it cost us a lot of money to get away from false accusations and putting me in prison you know so i consider that theft but there's and, nobody that we're going uh, to forget that's exactly we're not going to leave anybody behind it and i i want uh you know to hold i i hold very dear in my heart we we get letters from ti's that are in jail whether they were entrapped or not and imagine you know a lot of ti's get comfort using their water bags and using all the all the contraptions you know that 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 they have to use in order to shield themselves a little bit you know uh so now imagine being in jail and not having access to any of that and being v2k'd to death and being um attacked with microwaves mercilessly and not having even a way to shield yourself my heart goes out to all those people that are jailed and that have to 
aside from being their liberty having been taken away from them, uh, to have to undergo this cruel and unusual punishment without any means of protecting themselves even a little bit. And, right. and TIs, TIs, like you say, those of us that were able to escape that um, a, are are very blessed. And 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 you know, I I say a prayer for them because I I um, I, I read those letters uh, and and it just breaks my heart because I, I I wish I could you know just stop it right now. Yeah. I do too. I get that kind of frustration myself. Anna, you're doing a, Go ahead, Sorry. Anna, you're doing a beautiful job fighting for us, fighting for 18 plaintiffs, but more, even more so for the entire targeted, targeted community. Yes, there are people in jail, there are people in, uh, 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 illegally uh, um, entrapped, and um, uh, there's uh, definitely boots on the ground, these fusion centers, these uh, um, um, local neighborhood watch type people, <laughs> they are real, they're real. And I wish, and everybody's different and I have a different attitude toward it. I see it and and I guess I have a thick skin and, and they do not make me uncomfortable. I smile at them. I, I feel sorry for them because they, miss the basic civics class they don't understand that the stalking it it's not patri it, they're trying to be patriotic but they've been fooled they've been completely misled and they miss the civics class and um I, I I feel sorry for everybody who's been intimidated by organized stalking and uh, street theater and all these things. I wish I was there to hold your hand and and um, say it's okay. Don't be fearful. Be brave. This is this is the right thing to do. Is the right thing to do is to fight for our rights, and that's the fight of our life. And thank you for an excellent conversation. You both been great, Karen. Uh, would you like to say a couple of words uh, to um, uh, at the end? Well, like I said, I have been doing research, listening to various people, various patriots, um, and even prophets. Um, and it looks like this summer is going to be replete with change. It could get a little rough, but both of those venues are basically saying it's going to be so much better in the, in the fall. And I do have hope. And I, it's not hopium for me. And I would not tell people that I have hope in anything if I didn't. I'm not the type of person to say, oh, you'll be fine. And then I know in five minutes the injury you just got is going to kill you. I'm not going to lie to you. I am telling you what I feel from everything that I have researched. And I have hope for this fall being very celebratory. I think we're close to having this end and Anna's a big part of it, but I also think that there are things working in our favor in society now with people waking up. I mean, I have sent out messages to a lot of patriot groups, and um, one woman returned the message. She said, we've heard of this, but we don't know how to help you. And I responded to her. I said, 
ask your members if any of them have ever been recruited or asked to do this, this, and this to people. We want to know who asked them as far as proof. We want to know what they were told and were asked. And we want to ask, what was it you were told to do and how are they paying you? So I'm trying to get that message out as well. So I do have hope that all the work that all of us have put in, and even those poor people from 20 years ago who may have not lived to see this day, they're the foundation of what's going on now. And I profusely thank them for hanging in. But I think we're going to see the fruits of these labors soon, within the next few months. I think this is what some people are calling 2023 is going to be 2020 free. So well, I want people to hang in those are beautiful words, Karen. Thank you very much for being on this call. Anna, your closing arguments, please. <laughs> well, it's not arguments. It's first of all, thank you, Karen. Thank you. You're, you're such an inspiration. And I am so honored to have you as, as my client. Um, uh, you know, you, you are a torchbearer like, like Len and, and I. And I am, like I said, the, the, the last time I was here, I am just so thankful to have been placed in the position to do this um, and, and to fight for this because this is the biggest uh, endeavor I've ever uh, been you know, given in, in my life. So that, that's one thing. And um, I, again, I just want to thank everybody that uh, supports, uh, supports us emotionally, prayer, um, uh, even those of you that don't believe in that, but I, I am very grateful for your prayers because we are in very much need of it. Um, I, I, there's a lot of uh, bad people wishing us bad things. And, and I just, you know, I really appreciate it. For, to me, it's priceless to have uh, the prayer and the support of, of the targeted community, which more and more have been um, coming together. And, and that's just the one way we're going to beat them is being together in, a, in this one cause. You know, don't let them don't let them make any fissures in our community. That's my prayer. Please, this is the time. This is our moment. Don't help the enemy break it. That's that's just my plea to everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Well, this is the end of our uh, Sunday update. Uh, next week, uh, we will bring you not one but two attorneys, Anna and uh, our next guest will be also a uh, attorney in law. We will win. I'm optimistic. This is this is only the beginning. Thank you for Amen. listening. Thank you for watching. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Len. Bye. Thank you.